Hey, do you like the podcast you're listening to? Are you going to Gen Con? Then you must see Podcast Aganza. What? Podcast Aganza. Six podcasts Grimdark, Plot Points, Jackson Elias, Role Playing Public Radio, NPC Cast, and The Signal. One hour. 6 p.m. Thursday, July 30th at the Crown Plaza Penn Station C. Six full episodes of these podcasts condensed into one hour live at Gen Con. Podcast Aganza. 6 p.m. Thursday, July 30th at the Crown Plaza Penn Station C. Be there or beware. I'll come to your lair and you won't have a prayer. Podcast Aganza. Hey, this is Russ Payton with Rolling Bone Radio. This is RPPR episode 117, slouching toward Gen Con 2015. And with me, um, well, as always, it's Lisa with one of them, but this episode we have both of them, Tom Church and Caleb. And also Aaron. Hi. Uh, so, Laying the voice on thick today. It's what the listeners want. It's right, to your excitement, right? I, I am excited for Gen Con. It yeah. is pretty amazing. Despite, Constant. despite you know, the uh, no sleep, uh, apathetic title, so to speak, slouching towards Gen Con. That's, uh, a reference to a uh, poem, uh, yeah. uh, let's see, The Second Coming by uh, Yeats. It's a classic, it's a part of the canon of Western literature. It still sounds depressing, because granted, this is what our... Well, I mean, it's 2008. It is, yeah, it's meant to be depressing. It's not exactly Shell Silverstein yeah. here. Ever, ever in a winding gyre, the Falcon cannot but, hear the Falcon. But for those uh, of us who have been like going since, well, I know you guys were 2007, and yeah. I came 2008, so... Yeah. This is just basically the long road that ever goes on and continues yep. for us. Blood so dim tides. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> first off, we have some news, of course. Um, you just listened to an ad from the podcast. Uh, there's a new thing uh, going on. Where, uh, some of the other RPG podcasts are getting together. I'm going to participate where we're all going to have 10-minute episodes recorded uh, in the space of an hour. Uh, so I'm going to do sort of a... Uh, going to try out with the NPC cast, the redacted files, uh, and a bunch of others. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it turns out, and uh, it'll be fun. Um, so, but I also first off wanted to thank some of our Patreon backers, uh, top tier backers, uh, including the Thrilling Intent Podcast. Uh, they're an actual play podcast that do uh, sort of a fantasy thing. They do it through videos on YouTube, and they actually put production values into it, and it's very impressive. Uh, oh yeah, we, we have seen it, so it's uh, it kind of puts us to shame. Uh, and one of their players, Faust, was recently in one of our actual play yes. games of Delta Green, and we'll talk about that uh, actual play in a little bit. Uh, also, want to mention uh, thank Gary R. Uh, Noah slash Common on Steam, uh, Matthew Inticott, uh, Jean-Christophe Demers, uh, as other Patreon backers. So uh, thanks to you. It's made possible by listeners like you. Uh, so uh, going full circle with the whole the reason I, I named it Roleplay Public Radio is because of NPR. So, you know, that it, it all works out. Uh, and finally, the other news uh, for me is that the, in Boiling Point, uh, the conversion guides are finally out, so you can run it in Mutants, Masterminds, Wild Towns, or Savage Worlds. And these are free downloads available on the uh, uh, Base Raiders website. Uh, and if you back the Kickstarter, you should have gotten an email about it uh, with a link to it and all that uh, good stuff. And Caleb, you have some news too? Uh, yes, so the Red Market beta playtest will be ready <coughs> within the week and uh, at least available electronically before Gen Con. Um, I'm going to try and get some copies printed out to give people while I'm there. I don't know how that's going to work out because I am not quite finished yet, but I'm close. 
Um, it, so there will be, there's the alpha, there's a, sorry, there's the playtest forum post in the thread, in the forums. You can get yeah. on that thread uh, and just say you want a copy. Um, and then I will send you a URL and a password. And then on there will be uh, a brief explanation of what's on there. Audio from me, uh, an example, a preview AP, uh, another preview AP about enclave generation. Uh, there will be the complete player section, a truncated setting description, which is not anywhere near what the setting chapter will actually be, and uh, most of the GM section on there to read, so it will be a lot to print or read. Uh, and then there will be a playtest packet, which will have a few pre-generated scenarios, uh, and then uh, questionnaires for your players and stuff like that. So um, as school is starting, I'm not going to be working on Red Markets for probably three to four months as I get my insane course load under... <laughs> Uh, under control, uh, and so I would very much appreciate it if you tried it with your group uh, and sent me feedback so that when I do get back to it, I will have lots to work with. Yes, and giving you content to feed uh, your insatiable hunger. And this is obviously hunger. free, but if you do sign up for the beta, please try to give Caleb some feedback. I mean, don't yeah. just yes, don't just look at it and say uh, nothing. And marvel, you don't have to marvel it. at my typos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would appreciate any kind of feedback. And if you can actually record your play, group playing it, that, that I'm sure kill you might. Yeah, there are going to be multiple tiers of questionnaires. So you have a questionnaire for just reading it. And then if you want to embed comments and do free proofreading, I will give you a hug the next time I see you. <laughs> um, Caleb hugs. There will be one shot uh, for the market, the person who runs the game, and for anybody playing. And then if you are lovely and beautiful enough to do uh, extended play, there will be a third level. Uh, and then I will also be unlocking a reward tier if you do a for you if you run a campaign for people, uh, so you can get a get a reward tier on the uh, a special reward tier when the Kickstarter. One Ooh. Caleb kiss. Um, <laughs> yes, I will. Be, luck of my hair. I will do this. Things I am not proud of. His beard shall be yours. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So that's coming soon. All right. Uh, so for those of you who've been uh, salivating at the prospects of playing post-apocalyptic freelancers, uh, struggling with zombies and, you know, paychecks. And, on, um, and existential dread as yeah, usual. So. Terrible client. client. You know, one, there's one blog I follow called Clients from Hell, and it's all about, like, terrible clients for graphic designers. And so I can just, <laughs> we kind of need the equivalent red mark. It's like, uh, can you kill these? Can you just dig through those courses? But they're infected. Well, whatever. They're not. That, those, those, <laughs> You know. Hey, look, everyone hates their boss. This is great. And exposure. now your boss is the antagonist. Yeah, if so, you could yeah. clear out the Kmart, <laughs> it would be great exposure for you. I can't pay you. Yeah, pretty but, much. Yeah. So, um, um, what? No. Yeah. Uh, you know what else? You know what's else uh, interesting about exposure? People can die from it. So uh, maybe not. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's talk about Gen Con because this year we're uh, we're trying a different schedule, different. Strategy for the RPPR event type things. Uh, we, you know, previous years, uh, a lot of us have run games. So some of us are still running games, but Caleb and I in particular are doing a lot of panels this year uh, for, on a lot of different topics. Aaron, you're running games. Uh, yes. Uh, there's another Childish Things, right? Uh, that will be part of it. I'm running two uh, for Archery, which is, are just uh, 
modified repeats of Legacy right. of Nim and uh, Junkyard on the Edge of Forever. So uh, those have filled up, unfortunately. But again, people sometimes will not show up. Yeah, so feel free to come in. Unfortunately, people want to play the game in their full now. Uh, well, no. Also, uh, uh, Dan is going to be running. Yes, game. Dan will He's be good. running. Um, that and also, I'm sorry. I am running one uh, be- uh, Call of Cthulhu scenario, The Beloved Dead. So. Uh, that is the only other one I'm doing, and then after hours games. But yes, Dan is okay. running for the first time at Gen Con. Uh, so we're doing a lot of. So we're still having some games with the RP Guard people. Uh, but Caleb and I are going to be doing panels. Uh, Tom, you're going to be trying out a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, I, so. I, for me, this year will be uh, board games, playing them in the dealer All room, right. and you know, actually finding out like, well, like, not shit, shit. Yeah. Great, and that'll be great for our post-Gen Con episode, which will yeah. be episode 118, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but first off, um, we, of course, will be doing uh, a Glancy game. Uh, Naturally. Glancy on Wednesday night, hopefully. Uh, um, this, the, he, we, I don't, I'm not going to, he's told us what the premise is, I'm not going to explain it here. Uh, that will be a surprise for you guys, and it will uh, be, there will I'll be s- probably a high body count. For all, all I'll say about it is that when Glancy first told us, our jaws kind of hit the, fl- the no, table initially. It's like, no. wait! He says it's, he's playtested this particular stream several times, it's worked out very well every time. Uh, but yeah, it will be. It's, it's going to be interesting. It will be very interesting. <laughs> Uh, it will be a change of pace from his other usual scenarios. Oh, so yeah. that's something to ooh, anticipation. Uh, we will be having an RPPR meetup uh, at 6 o'clock uh, on Thursday, July 30th. Uh, that's when it starts. It will go on until question <coughs> basically. Um, that's going to start at the Hyatt lobby like it usually does. Well, we'll probably go on until 8 when the Delta Green panel. Yeah, and then yeah. pick up at the Delta Green. Yeah, yeah. So yeah like, and we'll make I, our Basically, we're after. integrating the Delta Green panel well, okay. into the meeting. Well, hey, it's okay. I don't have a panel, so I can keep the party going. There you go. Well, the question uh, is have, have, they absorbed, you know, have we absorbed part. them or have they absorbed us, really? Yeah, I'm not sure anyone's going to go to both. Yeah. Like, we might as well just go to the Delta Green panel. So yeah. that it's not. A meetup of like two people. Yeah, that didn't uh, know there was a Delta Green. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, the I will be a little late for that, uh, but we'll, we'll I'll get into that in a little bit. So, um, in general, let's talk about each day what we're going to be doing. So, uh, Caleb, I think you have the first event on Thursday, uh, and what is that? So Thursday, uh, I will be doing. I will be sitting in on the intro to RPG design panel. Uh, at the Crown Plaza Penn Station B uh, at 9 o'clock um, with uh, Jason Peter of Spark and a number of other people involved in the Indie Game Developers Network. They have a pretty cool booth at Gen Con. If you're there, you should check it out. Um, this is the... I recorded this in the past, and we have posted it as a Gen Con panel episode, uh, but... Jason's great at introducing RPG design people and strange games they may have not played before, and he gives resources out to the audience, and it's sort of, uh, it didn't spark the idea for Game Designers Workshop, but it sort of, you know, continued to inspire me, and I used a lot of the stuff he did in my initial stages of designing Red Market, so I'm psyched to be participating in that. Great. Uh, Aaron, actually, you have a thing going on at the same time. What are you, your first game is? Uh, yes, uh, that'll be 9 a.m. That's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, Legacy of Nim Monsters and Other Childish Things. Uh, and that will be at the Marriott uh, Indiana Ballroom B, table number three. Uh, yeah, and again, even though it is filled, uh, filled if someone... That, 
doesn't show up. Yeah, because uh, uh, some, and we might go this again for first time people uh, later on. But uh, sometimes people will either double book events or can't make it to a similar one. So uh, there are the chances for generic tickets to come in. So yeah. if you have those and somebody's late by ten or fifteen minutes, feel free to ask. So. Yep. Gamers uh, are terribly flaky people. <laughs> a pretty good bet someone was. Although I, I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> no. I did notice just a, kind of an aside that uh, I actually, this year at Gen Con, they actually listed the names of all the people yeah. here. So I, 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 almost, I almost wanted to joke around with our uh, after we get back and we do our uh, post-mortem episode. These yeah. are the people who didn't show up. Shame on you. You missed time with me. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Get a bell, uh, which, I won't, which I won't do. I just Shame. thought it was funny. Yeah, uh, that's that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, uh, you, you 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 try that out. Um, so at eleven a.m., my first event uh, starts. Caleb will be here as well, of course, because this is RBBR Game Designers Workshop. Every day hustling in game design, you gotta hustle. Uh, so hustling, hustling. Um, we this is talking about how to get started working in games. Uh, you could be with our tips. You could be. Barely scraping by, just like the pros. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As the description is, um, Rob Boyle will be joining us from Post Human Studios. They who publish Eclipse Phase, so someone with even more fast, more yes, more experience. If you want someone who actually knows what they're doing, <laughs> go to them. Yeah, um, it'll be like a goofus and gallant panel. Yeah, just <laughs> Ross and I will say a thing, and then Rob will shake his head and say the thing you should actually listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah, but we but the goof. Is, is an essential role. I mean, otherwise, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Negative examples. It's exactly. an important educational model. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, and then, of course, uh, one o'clock is uh, the next panel. Uh, oh, and first off, uh, game designers workshop uh, everyday hustling. Uh, panels are pretty much open. They do ask for tickets, and you can sign up for ahead of time. Uh, so please bring them if you do, but you know it's uh, tickets free. ensure space yeah. next time we sign up for panels. Yeah, yeah, we will turn those in. It will, they're free basically, but yeah. we will determine how many people showed up, and that determines. It's like, hey, these guys got four people in last time. It's yeah. huge. Uh, uh, give, yeah. give them the men's room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Uh, exactly, uh, and this is at the. Crown Plaza, room Pennsylvania Station A. So, uh, if you can find that waypoint in your mini map, we're gonna be in the Crown Plaza a lot. Yeah, there, uh, there is a lot. And going. try and try not to make eye contact with the statues. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it, <laughs> we I kind of some year we should just get a room there specifically there, just so we could be <laughs> creeped out. Oh God, it just. Uh, they got a cool pool. That though. or the Columbia Club. Uh, maybe both. <laughs> We're not cool enough for that. Uh, we almost got thrown out. And of so, there. speaking of the Crown Plaza, our next one is at 1 p.m. at the Crown Plaza, at room Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Station C. Uh, so, we walk over two rooms. Uh, and this is Scary Parrots, uh, Weird Horror in RPGs. <laughs> uh, and so, this is me, Caleb. Um, is did John Kennedy confirm? Uh, uh, John Kennedy, I haven't got back to you yet, but Jack is going to show up. Jack Graham, so Jack from, Graham of Eclipse Face. Uh, yeah. Also, if you've ever wondered what it's like, if Phil Donahue hosted a RPG panel, that's Jack. Uh, he's very active. Uh, he is hilarious. So it's probably going to be worth seeing just to watch him. I wonder if he ever did. He ever release that? card game he, he he told me one year that he was making a card game about a time traveler assassinating Hitler and so like I don't know but I hope so yeah. my god that sounds awesome if yeah. we can just get him to retell the story of how he came into gaming yeah you've already gotten your money's worth oh my god uh, yeah. so 
That that was we recorded that. Though. Yeah, we that's did. Been, that's yeah, that's all. It, that's public record now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will be talking about uh, you know scary parrot esque moments in weird horror fiction. How you can incorporate elements of weird horror in your game aside from just the antagonist to yeah. make it creepy, and then how you can intro- incorporate elements of weird horror from authors other than Lovecraft. Yeah. Uh, or it, actively in the mythos, so you can use. Yeah. Things. I mean, there's the whole canon now. Yeah. yeah, there are dozons of authors. Yes. There are dozens of us out there. Uh, so thousands, thousands. Um, so, and then on Thursday uh, after that, six o'clock is the podcast uh, jamboree thing that I, I will be going to, mm-hmm. uh, and then the RPPR meetup at six uh, starts at six. So I'll be a little late, but everybody else should be there. Where is the meetup at again? At the Hyatt, uh, the lobby, of the Hyatt. Yeah, uh, if you know us, like there is a small bar down there. Usually, we'll meet up around there. Uh, we may have the banner with us. Don't quote us on that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but well, we're actually working on ways to transport yeah. it in several vehicles. So, uh, yeah. and then assemble it yeah. into a Voltron. Form form the form. Yeah. <laughs> form the key of time. Form the key of time. I will be glad to let someone else take the reins of that. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it will. There's a small bar right there. Uh, look for any of us. We will figure out a way to. We're particularly noticeable and ugly people. We'll stand oh, right now. Jesus, our listeners are handsome specimens of humans. I'm talking about for me. Oh, oh, at this table. Okay, we, we yeah. those at the uh, table. Love us in with you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that will go on. Uh, it's not an official event. It's sort of an informal thing. Uh, and also, we'll, um, we will be setting up a group me uh, for several group meetings actually for. Uh, coordinating these kind of things, I'll get into that later. But GroupMe is a mobile messaging app, so if you have a smartphone, it worked. It was quite effective last year. Quite effective. Once we figured out when and where, when to turn notifications on and off. Oh yeah, that first that first time was like, oh, I got Jesus, I have like yeah. like 37, 30, 40. If you have unlimited <laughs> texting on your phone. Maybe that's I, which I, I luckily did. Yeah. Um, but we will be suspending it uh, at 8 o'clock uh, to go over to the Crown Plaza room Haymarket A for the Delta Green uh, panel, Delta Green Inside the Agent's Handbook. Uh, this, uh, the design team will be there, people from Arc Dream, Shane no, Ivey. Fear not, I will still be there. I'll, I'll help keep the party going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom will be running hard on hurting those cats. Uh, and... Uh, so we'll be recording this, of course, for Arc Dream, uh, but we, you can hear more about the new version of Delta Green that's coming out. I might even I might even run my base Raiders thing. I okay, did well, this year. Uh, that would be great. Uh, but let's. Uh, You'll have fun, damn it! Yeah. So Delta Green uh, goes on from eight until ten o'clock, uh, and then after that, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, just after hour gaming or whatnot. Yeah. So. Um, so uh, public drunkenness. Pub, maybe uh, <laughs> some people might be bringing booze. Uh, so that ends for Thursday. I think that's everything for Thursday. Uh, yeah, um, I, everything I, official. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. Uh, looking. I don't know what time Dan's games are. I'm trying to look that okay. up. Uh, yeah, we do. Dan uh, Fuzzy Dan from RPPR, he who of the Dress and File campaign, uh, mythic as it is, uh, shall be running. Um, three games of monsters and other childish things. Uh, they are not listed with Arc Dream, although they should be. Uh, but if you look up monsters and other childish things, and he still has space. <laughs> um, also, there is, if you go to the Arc Dream website, there is a blog post listing all of their games. So if you're interested in monsters and other childish things, Delta Green, there's a lot of Delta Green games this year. Just a ton. There's like over ten, I think. Yeah. Um, and Bill will there be there are, this year, too. Bill will be there. Uh, 
let's see here, we've Rain, Godlike, they have a bunch of games going on there, and they still have tickets for some of them available. So if you want to check out the Arc Dream website, uh, there's a list of those events. Um, the so we'll put I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have a link for Dan's Monsters game so you can look those up yeah um, it is actually on the forums I'm just trying to see if I could get it but yeah. go ahead and I'll uh, so Friday morning um, do you have any things if you have another game on Friday yes uh, that will be Monsters and Other Childish Things uh, Junkyard on the Edge of Forever Junkyard uh, I will that's 9am uh, same place uh, same place and time it's Marriott Indiana Ballroom B okay. um, at 9 o'clock so Kept me where I need to be. Um, and then Friday at 11 is Education and Games with, in, and how to. Uh, so, so, yes, we will be discussing uh, Steve Radenbaugh, who is an educator, and uh, the writer Fayball will be there. Uh, I also think Dan's going to sit in and talk about using some games for therapeutic models with children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to talk about everything related to education and games. So, how educators treat and treated within games, which is a topic we've covered on the podcast before. Uh, but also how to teach people to play a game using that game. Uh, so ways games can serve as their own return. And how to teach other concepts or how to teach games in general with games. Uh, which I've now taught some elective courses on tabletop design with kids. So I've got some advice on things to do and not to do in that. So, so practical. Yes, yeah, practical so. applications <laughs> of RPGs, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then of course we break for lunch. And then at 1 o'clock... Uh, we're back with RPBR Game Designers Workshop live episode and live I mean we will record it live uh, but we will not be streaming it live because I don't know how to do that and I don't think we would have internet there to it, requ- do it. it requires equipment and yeah. shit so. um, it might be able to get on might be able to get on the public one but that would just be you know. can see Ross and I talk to each other <laughs> yeah uh, but we will be what talking about for you. red markets and ruin I've been doing a lot of work on ruin over the summer in fact our next GDW normal episode will be about more focused on ruin anyway because mm. uh, I'll be going to try to play test ruin this year uh, after ours oh um, man we're getting or I see Ross and I have a marital spat. Uh, well, not not in front of the audience. Uh, so, um, so of course you've done a ton of work on Red Markets. Certainly, we've been doing the playtest campaign of Red Markets, and uh, that's going to be fascinating. So. Um, then Aaron actually has an event at three o'clock. Uh, yes, I will be with Ross uh, doing a. Uh, that's. Uh, well, with Matt, Matt uh, yeah, Matt from the Drunken Ugly. I might be there. Hopefully, I'll be there, but I, I can't guarantee. You're leaving me alone. Yeah. Well, the stranger. Yeah, they're from the Drunken the Ugly. They're good people. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, it's about how to run a tabletop game without actually having a table or being able to see your players, like through Skype, Google Hangouts, that kind of thing. And yeah, just the kind of do's and don'ts and. Uh, Pitfalls you might I mean, want to avoid. They, they'll probably try to avoid while going through there too. They've done it far more than we have. So I was gonna say, if you want to learn from the masters, like the drunk and ugly, that is their uh, wheelhouse is Skype gaming. If you go to their website, they have tons of great Skype games. Yeah, uh, and that that is how they play basically all the time. So uh, great stuff. Um, and then so Friday nights um, we I'll probably have some business meetings that kind of thing. Kale probably as well. Um, yeah. Just FYI, uh, my panel schedule is panel at 11, panel at 1 every day. Yeah. Uh, and then the night is going to typically be reversed towards meeting up with old friends, begging people from work, <laughs> seeking affirmation from our betters, uh, you know, normal Gen Con stuff. So yeah. if I run pickup games, it will probably be between like 2, 6, 2, and 7 in an open gaming area, which I will announce on group me so that would yeah. be the time to try and get into a red markets demo or play test 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, because <coughs> the evenings are going to be pretty busy. Yeah. With stuff. Um, that is certainly true. Um, <coughs> I mean, there's always the innies and uh, stuff like that, but you know, yeah. this year we're not going to be really caring that much. I mean, spoiler I, alert: yeah. we lost a Pathfinder. <laughs> As you, <laughs> uh, well, no solo behind isn't out yet, so it's like it'll be next year's innies. You get to lose Pathfinder. Yay! So. But you'll get nominated. I don't know. You will. Uh, uh, we will, our PPR will. We make will make sure you're not yeah. because so. uh, you deserve. Quality. Well, actually, that's up to the judges. But the judges, I mean, Jesus, like they're not. They're gonna vote for Pathfinder. Not no. <laughs> but there's only so many adventures. Path. They can't like have all the nominees. Like, yeah. You have to have other companies. Yeah. Sounds like a challenge. To some <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, just go for broke. Let's just get in the Dinah Jones um, award. I still think. I still think every winner. I think every other winner of an Emmy should say, "I'd like to thank Pathfinder for not being nominated for this." <laughs> you know, sometimes they. Have actually do lose like the other companies do show up and win I mean it has happened and then they're never <laughs> heard from again yeah. uh, so that ends Friday um, so Saturday the two panels will be first off uh, Beyond Lawful Good and Evil Ethical Concepts and RPG Cra- uh, again Crown Plaza Room Victoria uh, Station C and D uh, I guess those are joining up also the previous two panels are Crown Plaza Victoria Station <coughs> CD so and then, just get on the Dinkin website and click my name. Yeah, it's also crazy. They're all in Crown Plaza. Yeah, yeah. And if you use the group me, you can find it exactly. Mm-hmm. Where. Yeah. Uh, and if you get lost, ask one of the statues for help. But uh, Beyond Lawful Good and Evil <laughs> is about uh, how do you resist murder hoism? Hoboism. Uh, yeah, or basically psychopathy, yeah. as it is called in the real world. <laughs> um, uh, without having a character that just doesn't do things. The problem of having a moral code in an RPG is that it often entails refusing to do stuff, whereas morality is can be more active. Oh, God. So talking about where you can that get... Totally, God, that makes me think of Vashik and the New World now. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, I'm, like, I'm literally going to go leave the room so I don't hear you talk about this plan of yours. Yeah, so uh, playing characters that are based on actual ethical concepts and philosophies... Uh, rather than just refusals to do certain activities. Uh, so yeah. I'm a utilitarian with impulse control problems. <laughs> Wait, that's a murder! Damn it! <laughs> uh, so, the, uh, and there are other people in this one. Uh, are they confirmed? Andreas uh, Walters? Yes, uh, they are coming as well. Uh, Shoshana, Shoshana Kessler, yeah. uh, Living Game Conference, and uh, Andreas is from the uh, has written the Baby Bestiary, uh, which is the cutest goddamn book <laughs> in the history of the world. It's nice. just oh god, <laughs> the art is just murderously cute. Nice. Baby uh, owl bears are just—you <laughs> just want to hug them. You're gonna tear oh, my eyes out. Hug them on the page. Um, and then at one o'clock on Saturday is the case against fun social critique and RPGs uh, at Crown Plaza, Room Pennsylvania Station C. Um, and this is me. Uh, just you. me and you. Oh, just me and you. Okay. Uh, and you and me. And so, so happy you're the one who came up with the concept. The, yeah, what is uh, talking about the the lack of utility in the term fun for RPG design. Yeah. Uh, and and how uh, very useless and in fact obfuscating it can be uh, if you're trying to design something, uh, and then moving on from that into the ways that it can sometimes be used as code language in online discussions and, and things like that. So Saturday is my uh, I got confused and thought I was an academic conference day <laughs> uh, of RPG panels. So if you like to 
dweeb out and want to talk about Foucault, uh, come on by, because that, that's what we'll be doing today. Yeah. And once again, if you get lost, just ask the one statue that's holding out the uh, newspaper, as if he's been doing that for eternity. Like, will someone please take this paper? It's, it is Vincent Price, House of Wax. Um, oh, and... Uh, yes, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, like I said, that was more important on there. Uh, but 9 a.m. Uh, over at the Marriott and the Lincoln Ballroom, uh, table number seven, that is where I'll be doing uh, call... Yeah. So, well, yeah. it changed up because I wasn't doing it with Arc Dream, so. Nice. Uh, uh, but that is uh, uh, called Cthulhu, the Beloved Dead. So, uh, that right. is one we've run here before. Uh, I will maybe Multiple be changing Where we learn that weed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where we learn that weed's a hell of a drug. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, if you're <laughs> interested in playing homeless people in a uh, tunnel, uh, like tunnel society, here's where you come. So. Uh, yep. Uh, that's the kind of fun I want. That's we the, <laughs> we uh, escapism. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So uh, now I will be giving, uh, definitely be joining another panel at three o'clock on Saturday. Indie design, the chicken salad way, publishing an indie RPG. I did not title this. Uh, this is another one for the drunk and ugly. Uh, so this is Crown Plaza Room, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Station C, um, and this is how to turn. Pile of homebrewed, homebrewed rules and notes into a delicious chicken salad of published RPG goodness. Uh, so this is Matt uh, Campen, the other guys from the RPG, uh, from the Drunk and Ugly, and me, since I've, no. d- I've done it before with the uh, base raiders. Uh, so it's uh, tips on, you know, DIY RPG publishing. You know, you should um, totally bring some chicken salad as a snack for people to show. Yeah, that's that's a lot of effort I don't want to do. Um, <laughs> and and probably, no chicken salad. Yeah, also, that, like, that's chicken salad we have to bring from spring. I'm not going to, like, source chicken salad. No, you can pick it. You know, Indianapolis has chicken salad. Where rice. am I going to get chicken salad in there? Anyways, it's I could research fifty thousand. Yeah, you you get and the episode has devolved to this when so. there's nothing to fight about. <laughs> they <laughs> will invent something. To fight. Chicken salad will walk. Speaking of the antidote, no, I'll use a charge for my device to talk to the guy. No, I'll use a charge for my device to talk <laughs> to the guy. Jesus God, <laughs> may I say I actually this am sorry like, about that. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should rewrite No Exit. <laughs> uh, so that it's like the GM is just listening to two characters bigger about whose turn it is to use the healing potion. So instead of who's on first, it's whose yeah. turn is it? Um, and then finally on Saturday night, uh, 6 o'clock, uh, Crown Plaza Room Conrail Station is Delta Green Case Officers Workshop. Uh, the Delta Green design team discusses the challenge of writing great scenarios for modern day cosmic horror. Uh, so I'm not sure. I mean, Glancy, Detwiller, uh, Shane Ivey, uh, I'm sure will be there. Maybe the Kenneth Wright. Uh, well, uh, Scott Tynes, I'm not sure if he's uh, how active he Well, I don't think he's going to be here this year. So, uh, oh, is he not? He usually doesn't. He's moved on to video games mostly. So okay. uh, I don't even know if he's really involved in writing the new edition. I uh, haven't really seen his name come with that lately. But anyways... Um, he uh, so yeah, it's another Delta Green panel. It's another two-hour one from six to eight, uh, and of course we will be there recording it. Uh, so those are the main events uh, that RPBR will be involved in. Uh, Dan's games again. He's running three games of monsters. Yeah, um, I'm sorry that the <laughs> mobile app is not bringing up there, but if you look on the forums underneath the Gen Con 2015 thread, yeah. um, he has listed the numbers for all of his, so you should be able to search those games up. Yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to the actual things uh, so you can find the times there. And again, Art Dream has like, they're running 20, over 20 games. Uh, so there's, there's plenty going on uh, this year in terms of if you're wanting to run a game. And then Tom, 
Uh, so, so you're not doing any official events, but you're, 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 what is your game plan overall for Jeff? My game plan this year is to uh, try get some game demos. Yeah. Take some notes and. Is there anything you are you doing any research? Have you found anything you really like? I'm gonna make a beeline for that. That's actually I'm not. Okay. I'm actually th- I'm gonna try going in totally cold. Ooh. Just trying shit. It's a bold strategy, God. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do know. I'm pretty sure that uh, the only re- new release for Gen Con that I'm I'm looking forward to, I'm pretty sure is going to be there, is Feng Shui 2 uh, from Atlas Games. Uh, the PDF has been out for a while, but print copies have just been sent out to backers, and I regret not backing it at the print level <laughs> uh, because I definitely want to run a game of Feng Shui 2 um, because, you know, I really like running Hotline Miami, Call of Cthulhu, but really... Hotline Miami 2 should be done using the feng shui rules because they have the fans in Hotline Miami 2, so you could all be the fans of uh, Jacket and just murdering Russian mobsters <laughs> in extremely gory ways. Uh, uh, can, we, can we pick our own masks? Of course. That's the whole point of it. Because uh, it's all going to lead back to the King in Yellow. Day. Well, I, yeah, spoiler alert. You know. Is it really a spoiler at <laughs> this point? It always does. Really? really? His eyes. Yeah, it was, it was what, uh, we need an eye roll tone for the podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, fair enough. Uh, um, so uh, that's what we're doing, but uh, we should talk about uh, now some more tips. Uh, I know a lot of you listening out there who are going have gone before, but not all. There, there's going to be new people, and even if you've gone, you might you know have forgotten some of the survival lessons. So uh, we could just my my first tip would be obviously. Uh, you're gonna do so, a lot of walking, so be prepared for that. Uh, make sure you're wearing comfortable shoes. Uh, your attire is suitable for both, you know, hot outdoor, you know, Indianapolis, and also the frigid AC of some of the rooms, especially uh, in the evening at like eight o'clock at night. Those yeah, it will get, get pretty get, cold on uh, there, chilly. So. Uh, so you know, no, I, I love the temperature differential. I've had I've worn sunglasses that have utterly fogged up in a, like two seconds. Oh yeah, no, it's on changing vent uh, rooms. Americans love air conditioning, so uh, be prepared. Also, when you're buying those new games like Feng Shui 2, which is a going to be a big hardcover book, uh, make sure try and plan out like you don't want to be lugging a lot of shit all day no. long. So drop stuff off in your room if you can. If I mean, can. not everyone is going to be within walking distance. A lot of people are going to be at the hotel, the shuttle. So um, that that was, so that's my first thing. So we'll just go around and talk about uh, what your uh, tips are. Um, for one, if like I said, yeah, it's it is in the middle of the summer, and though for Indianapolis is a lot nicer than some other places. Uh, like here in Springfield, it's nowhere near as humid, uh, but it's still important to basically keep yourself hydrated and make sure that you're carrying around oh, water, yeah. depending on what you're doing. Um, another thing I would suggest, just now coming from my own experiences, uh, I will not be cosplaying this year. Unfortunately, but um, for the last two times, uh, be respectful of all the people who are out in costume too. Because especially if, like I said, a lot of cases there are people who have either <laughs> very elaborate costumes or sometimes you know elaborate costumes that cover very little. Remember that they're people too, and don't be creepy around them when you're asking to take a picture or just to get a shot. Flute, so, yes. This, 
let's be nice to everybody about this. And also, since again, a lot the of cat these... calls Aaron got last year. Oh my god, despicable! And have some respect. In yeah. You. <laughs> have you no sense of decency? In my full leather outfit <laughs> and a helmet that covers me yeah. and a PVC. They gun. love the proto man. They do love the proto man. He, he is the eye candy of the group. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now that Thad's gone. Well, that um, oh yeah. No. Yeah. Now that Thad's gone. God, they would have torn Thad apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in any case, uh, you know, you take it. Uh, but also another thing about it too is if you want to take pictures because again a lot of people a lot of really awesome costumes out there um, but they're going to be congregating in the main halls uh, make sure that you're getting off the main thoroughfare where one you don't have dozens of people okay. trying to run them down and also blocking basic situational awareness yes. have it you know people are around you because there are, there's gamers just yeah. careening around the hallways yeah uh, or blocking you know uh Probably violating fire code safety, uh, fire safety. Oh, codes. constantly. So. Uh, but Caleb, yeah, any. Uh, most of mine are regards to sweat maintenance. So yeah. you are going to sweat a lot. You do yeah. need to dress casual. However, you should also be sure to wear an undershirt and have clothing with a color that's going to hide your stinky pits and you know flop sweat. Yeah. So while it may initially seem hotter to wear an undershirt, in the long run, it is better. Because it will at least provide you some area, or a black sh- or a black shirt. Yeah, I, some area of moisture between your body and your shirt. <laughs> um, con showers are nice if you can go towel off somewhere in a bathroom. That's always good for maintenance, yeah. uh, especially if you're walking a long way, like we will be, or walking a long way and carrying things, like we will be. Um, so that's important. So deodorant, deodorant, deodorant. Particularly the drier stuff, like the powder, works a lot better to to get rid of these stains. If you are a larger gentleman like myself, uh, talcum powder is not to be dismissed, uh, as you will be, again, walking quite a way. Uh, the one thing I would accept that is not typical everywhere con uh, advice for this is that you're only going to go downhill, so start further uphill. What I mean by that is... Get a haircut, buy some nice clothes, shave, go to the con like you're going to prom because A, you are going to be in more pictures probably than you will be in for the remainder of the year. And B, if you do not do that by the end of four days, you're going to look like Robin Williams coming out of the Jumanji box. Because <laughs> uh, you're going to have no fucking sleep. You're going to walk four or five miles every day while carrying heavy bags. You're going to be eating like shit. And so by the end of that, you're going to be looking pretty haggard. So make sure you're looking your best when you arrive on Wednesday. It's not like there's a tryout or anything, but... Take care of yourself early because you're not going to be able to. You're just going to be able to hold it together. It's going to be duct tape and gum uh, for for four days. So you want to you want to go in as put together as possible. Love the game. Yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and if I could possibly put a little addendum to that as well, um, con plague is real. You are in a that's like in a tightly packed area with thousands of people. And not all of them are coming in at their healthiest either. So please make sure if you're doing washing your hands, if you're really sick or getting sick, kind of, uh, I know it sucks, but just kind of separate yourself out from the pack until you're starting to feel better too. Because uh, it hasn't happened to at least me that often, but I know coming out of like the third one, I came home and just retched for about a week so because uh, I, I caught something out of it so. yeah good point uh, also speaking of the sweat management uh, get not only carry like your normal deodorant well I mean leave your normal size deodorant get one of those like cheap travel size 
like things and just put it in your bag and just like stop in the bathroom and freshen up like throughout the day. Yeah. Um, because those are like a 99 cents. So like travel size toothbrush and yeah. you know, also not a bad idea. Yeah. Or gum. And I'm not normally a user of like the body sprays. Okay. But at con, it also it wouldn't it's hurt. It's all about axe, right? Yeah. For you. No, yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. But it, really? but it's also like, it does it doesn't hurt to carry out a can of some not overpowering, just you know just once again as you said just to freshen up in. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing I would say, um, the food's gotten better, the situation. So it's not it's, there's more food trucks now than there what were in earlier years. Right. Because it used to be like you know, first I would say don't do the con food, just don't. And also, uh, since I wasn't aware of this for like the first year, but yeah, a lot of people don't know that there's a mall food court right nearby. Um, yeah, food is another important thing. Make sure you eat. Uh, yeah. Make sure you, if you're dry, if you're lucky enough to drive, uh, so you can have more cargo space. I mean, obviously, if you're flying, you can't fill up a lot of food. <coughs> but like, if you're driving, like we are, bring a lot of cheap snack food uh, so that you can, you know, particularly breakfast. I would uh, say breakfast. Yeah. Yes, uh, breakfast bars. I mean, they they, they, they will have breakfast bars and and some and some you can also load up at the CVS near the con. There is yeah. Center. I was just gonna mention that. Yeah. Uh, if you do that, but yes, bring food with you. Bring something you can carry that won't spoil in heat so like a protein bar or something or those little uh, bags of like 100 calorie like uh, cashews Chips or something yeah, like so that uh, occasionally good. the lines if it's your first time you can't fathom the lines you 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 think you know how long a line can be well unless you're a comic con veteran yeah, yeah unless you're a comic con veteran you think you know how long a line can be until you go and even those food trucks at the wrong at the wrong time of day and since it's the wrong time of day and everyone knows it, even well around the wrong time of day when people start eating lunch at 10.30 to beat the rush or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the line's just unfathomable. There will be a point, and if you don't pan, where you're going to have to make a choice between this thing you really wanted to go to and getting food. Uh, you should pack food with you so you don't have to make that choice because you don't yeah. want to starve yourself and pass out. But, but I'd say that most, that breakfast is most important to plan for because... Like very few of the hotels have like the free continental breakfast. It's usually paid breakfast that you go. Well, to. I mean the yeah. thing is, even if you're doing that, there's there every hotel is absolutely jam packed. Oh sure. So like that. Even then, a Starbucks is going to be a mile long walk. Oh my god, the Starbucks is horrible. Yeah, the Starbucks. Every the, yeah, there are fifty thousand people here. Yeah, I remember during Glancy's game last yeah. year, I like I thought, hey, I'm going to go get uh, get a drink. Uh, does anyone else want anything? Yeah. And I, I remember I came back like. Lines, lines all the way back to the uh, Skywalk. Last Sky year, 62,000 people were in attendance. Yeah. And the projections put it at 67 this year. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, 60. Yeah. Uh, my, my numbers even off. Um, so, like... Uh, 50,000 is capacity. Yeah. They go over capacity. So. They... Uh, uh, also, the prices <laughs> are going to be astronomical. So, the markup for any food you buy, even that shitty bowling alley food they have on the dealer <laughs> yeah. floor... Is just going to be through the roof. So anything you can do to eat in your room, yeah, is going to help be out. Good so for, mitigate it, especially considering you're probably dropping insane amounts of money on games that you buy. In, yeah, 
poor moments of impulse control. <laughs> Man, you got to support, like, come on, Caleb. We are, of course we're we are trying to support the industry. Of course not, we are. No, I know. Spend so your money on games, dead, not dead. on consuming food. All right. Not right. a lot. You can, do, you can um, eat when you get back. Buy cheap processed shit to keep your body running for a few more hours and buy more games. <laughs> I, mean, what what's, I, what's, I mean, that's my right, strategy. That's a massive what's, what's, the, what's the price of the colonoscopy versus, you know, being able to <laughs> see <laughs> the author sort of genre? It was a really bad and long term gratification. <laughs> but, uh, but I would say, but just, you know, you have to plan for food as much as you do the convention itself. Um, I, mean, I, so, I mean, and the thing is, there are nice restaurants there, so it would be nice, like, especially if you have time to step back and have a meal. And you can go, there are, if, especially if you're willing to walk, like, further. Like, there's a good Indian restaurant about a 20-minute walk, a 20, 25-minute mm-hmm. walk from the main convention center. It was really good. We've had... And usually the further away you get, the shorter yeah. the lines are. Um, and... There are. There's actually an indie uh, has a takeout delivery uh, service uh, that will be this twenty four seven. So they're going to make a. Bad, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to make a fucking fortune. Well, you can also pre order your lunch. Oh god! And get special lunch DLC. Kale's <laughs> angry at this. All right. Why? Uh, it makes sense. Like, uh, but I'm okay. Tell it. You're talking about. We just mentioned that there are ten thousand people, over ten thousand people in capacity, and so to take some sort of reasonable measure to try and mitigate some of the cluster. All right. Well, here's also here's it, okay, my issue. It's a reasonable measure. Based Based upon an insane situation, right? All right, <laughs> don't don't pretend like pre-ordering lunch. That's where the industry's going. That's where the you know get with the future. That's it's a fucking insane concept <laughs> to deal with an insane situation. Oh, but it is it is fundamentally yeah, but, crazy pants. But yeah, go ahead and do you that. Are, and then we'll I will not it. sit here to you for you to disparage steak break. All right. <laughs> steak, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, Ruth, that's Ruth, what it's called. Yeah, I know it's called that. Are we going to really lose our lucrative Ruth Chris uh, sponsorship? You know, our exclusive sponsor is Denny's. Uh, uh, actually, it's not. But we need to have a Denny's in Red Markets, by the way. Okay, yeah. sure. Right. Yeah, they'd stay open. <laughs> and Waffle House. Society collapse. We didn't need it anyway. No. And what, dude, that and Nihilist Arby's. Yeah. And Waffle House. Yeah. Waffle, I, we got Waffle House doesn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> They're all mostly in the South. That anyways. would require letting their workers go home. <laughs> they haven't done that for years. Uh, uh, Nihilist Arby's. Uh, <laughs> So, other things, make sure you get some sleep, make sure you get a shower every every fucking day. Yes. Every fucking day, take a shower. Uh, you are not a special snowflake. Take, it's <laughs> summer. Take a goddamn shower. There will be people who don't. I know. Many, and they will. And I would like to think that those... No, it's a wall. Okay, I would like to think that those are not the RPPR listener. They thing. are. No, we have, we have a higher we have class, class of you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We, like I said. Uh, so... Take a shower, get some sleep, get at least four hours of sleep. Uh, you are probably sleeping with people you don't normally sleep with, meaning that they may have sleeping habits that yeah. they oh, such Christ, as yes. snoring yeah. or yeah. the night screams. <laughs> uh, so you should definitely buy earplugs, earplugs. for when you are uh, sleeping with a room with unfamiliar people. Uh, hopefully they're not too unfamiliar, and that is actually your room. But earplugs are still a good yeah. investment. Uh, you should get earbuds to listen to if you have a lengthy walk to the convention, because while there is much con unity to be had and many lovely gamers to meet, there are also social experiments gone terribly wrong, and, and people who should not be allowed out in public. Yeah. And many of them might try to talk to you, so if you can... 
jack some music up and put on a brisk pace. That is always something like, I found useful. Oh, and the, yet again, not our listeners. <laughs> Higher class of gamer. Well, oh, but also, Ross, you giggle because you know what I'm talking about. Uh, a few, uh, I feel this is a story time. In, uh, in no, the, it, it's really just a montage of like just horribly overheard conversations. And, oh, my favorite was the guy who was talking to his friends and then began talking to me about how he is a diagnosed psychopath and feels no human empathy. And he's stronger for that. And everyone, and he doesn't care what people think. And I was just like, I've never met you before. How did the conversation switch to you anyway? He just was talking to people around him. They may not have been his friends. And then he just directed it towards me. He's like, you probably put off by this, but I just want... I'm just like, I just want the light change. <laughs> well, I want the light change! <laughs> See, I block that kind of stuff out, but yeah. No, I do! Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wear e-bards now. So, and also, uh, pan, you know, panhandlers are in our mixed bag, too. Yeah. Some of them are perfectly nice. Uh, some are a little more aggressive. And then you have the angry shaker. Yeah, the angry shaker. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, just signal... It's okay, but Indianapolis... You semaphore, I will take Mayor Buds out and talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's Indianapolis, it's a big city... It's got big city things you have to worry about. Yeah, if you're yeah, not if you're socially awkward, there's some things you want to yeah. want some armor against as you walk through the streets. Well, I, I'm sure some of our <laughs> listeners are from big cities, are familiar with that, but not all of them are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. For those of you who are, uh, yeah, from smaller communities um, and are get more agoraphobic or whatever, yeah, keep it aware. Gen Con is overwhelming or claustrophobic yeah, yeah there's a lot of people there but uh, they will have a quiet room this year uh, if you subscribe to the Gen Con newsletter you can mm-hmm. find out that they will have a place where you can go and chill out and just recoup um, if you get overwhelmed because certainly the exhibit hall is My, multiple aircraft hangars in size like oh it's size, it, yeah size, yeah you could run laps in there and make and have a marathon with a couple of laps. You could have a war in there. Yeah. You know, there are counties smaller than that. And <laughs> uh, one of them, they set up True Dungeon last year. They're probably doing the same this year. So. Uh, well, I'm just talking about the main exhibit hall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the True Dungeon is also a big thing. Um, the uh, certainly the exhibit hall is great to go to, uh, even if you don't uh, tend to buy things. Bring like if you like a particular game, if you like a particular game designer, uh, look them up, see if they'll be a Gen Con. Get your book signed there. I mean, like they game designers like that. I mean, you'll have a, a memorable product. I know my copy of Delta Green is was signed by Scott Glancy. I took it the first year, went to Gen Con. That was when my character fell off a Zeppelin and died a horrible death. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love, he yeah. had a little quote about to that effect. That was a long way down. Uh, yeah, I love, I love it. That was your death. Is squeak. Yeah. Well, failed one too many dex checks. Two. Uh, yeah. Just two of them. Which is one too many. <laughs> Literally one too many. Uh, uh, you should try and learn to navigate the game halls. So the basic yeah. setup is going to be the dealer's room, which is probably where a lot of people spend time. Yeah, the exhibit hall, yeah. But the ex- other exhibit halls, there will be massive, sprawling open areas with tables for board games and magic tournaments <coughs> and any number of other CCG-sponsored tournaments. and Video games, too, actually. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, pro gamer stuff. So the thing is, is that... That there's the dealer hall, and then there's a massive sprawl of hallways circumnavigating it. It is often quicker to cut through the gaming areas and more pleasant because while the hallways are constantly 24 7 packed, if you're heading to the dealer room and you can cut through a gaming hall and find the way where it intersects with an exhibit hall, with, with the dealer's hall, it is much faster to just walk through like yeah. the board gaming area. And it's not like you're interrupting games, there are wide open. Uh, passageways for you to move through the tables and not disturb anybody and it's much faster and less stressful than trying to salmon your way through the crowd yeah Yeah. Uh, Uh, and also and and learn to navigate downtown too 
because downtown Indianapolis, it's pretty, it's pretty safe, pretty well. But it's there are some places it's not that far a walk. You start going and you realize I need to get out of this neighborhood now. Um, there are a couple of those pretty close to the. The the main thing is actually uh, for me is the convention center is connected to pretty much like a dozen different hotels like through the skywalk. Stay inside it. as much as possible. There are like learn the skywalk system. There are many skywalks there uh, that connect. But, uh, for some hotels, that's not an option. Like the Crown Plaza, it's not an option. Right. Uh, but in, but in, you're not walking. But you're not walking. Yeah, you're not walking anywhere that's not directly yeah. But it, yeah but to that and um, most of them it's most of it's very easily navigatable despite the crowds mm-hmm. that will be there and if you have a if you have a modern uh, cell phone that has GPS you'll be able to get your way around Google definitely, Maps yeah, definitely pick up one of the con program books yes yeah. when you get there because uh, it's yeah, got the it's got free. a map of all the hotels speaking of phones you might want to invest in a battery pack charger you are yeah. going to be out and about for long periods of the day and there are not going to be outlets open so uh if you're well outlets yeah you don't rely there in yeah. some of the rooms there will be some of them there won't be yeah. well yeah there will be in your room but what i'm saying is like especially if you're walking yeah. like in our instance if we have games starting at nine yeah we're gonna have to start getting up at six and seven and stuff yeah. to start showering and getting ready it's gonna yeah. be a 12 minute walk to the convention center and then we're going to be doing stuff until late into the night with after hours games yeah my phone can't hold charge that long that's true. So yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring a redundant charger, especially considering the ways you need to use phones to coordinate with whatever your groups do. Yeah, yeah. At Gen Con, so it's always good to bring one of those USB battery charger stick things uh, that can yeah give you a little boost. I actually have a spare there. one if someone wants to borrow one. Yeah, oh, do you? I'm yeah, gonna yeah. probably borrow Sarah's. So, um, so uh, another thing to keep in mind is um, again. Uh, going back to the encumbrance thing, and I mentioned this a little earlier about the carrying games around. If you want to, like, typically, I mean, a lot of new things are released there, and there are going to be people waiting in line to get the newest Fantasy Flight, whatever, or newest Pathfinder book, or whatever. Um, and, you know, they have limited quantities, you need to get those ASAP. But, you know, if you if you can't drop it off in your room, if your room is too, too far away to drop it off so you can, you know, not have that encumbrance weighing you down the rest of the day, because carrying around a five-pound book doesn't seem that bad, but if you're doing it for 12 hours, Hours, it's going to be a pile up. of bricks on yeah, your side. It, so. it adds up. Um, Not to mention, it's a courtesy issue for larger items such as those huge fantasy fight flags or those yeah. gigantic games because. God, those clog up aisles. Yes, and people need to move. Don't like, be the guy who brings a rolling cart in there, or a rolling suitcase, or something like that. Yeah, you want to be nice and not cut through people's booths unnecessarily. But I, I do not deal well with crowds, and Gen yeah. Con is a special form of hell for me. <laughs> uh, I, I like going, but I do everything I can to keep moving. As long as I am moving, I am fine. Yeah. But like that initial dealer floor gonna open like let's all crowd together I oh god Whew, no it's uh, so if you're one of those people just clogging up the hallway I, I have little patience for you uh, well, what I was gonna uh, say be respectful um, to other people who one thing it. one thing you, space, there yeah, is but. a FedEx station in the convention hall uh, so you could if you especially if you have a big thing you can have pay to ship at home if you're especially if you're not gonna use it at Gen Con you just wanna buy it so you can play it at home mm-hmm. I mean it costs extra obviously but hey it's off your hands and you have it and it's yes so uh, just buy it then take it there and ship it home uh, that's less for you to carry home especially if you're flying home you know yeah. you're not taking one of those giant ass things through a plane if you are flying, and even if you're not, don't forget to pack empty luggage for swag, like yeah. uh, carry-on bags and things that you can roll up within your luggage that you're already carrying things in. 
because you know you might not be able to fit it all. You might have to check another bag. It's going to be yeah. cheaper than FedExing it, but or throwing all your clothes away, which I've also seen people do. Uh, but you know, if you know, bring extra luggage just to contain things that you might buy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and certainly plan out what your like how much clothing you'll actually need. You know how much. Uh, and another, oh, just one kind of thing. Don't throw away your water bottle. You can fill it up at water fountains. Oh, yeah, you know, yes. so just keep the same. Water. You cannot rewear anything. Yeah, you will be sweaty and gross. Yeah, new clothes. It will for stand on its own and walk away. So yeah. yeah, maybe on the drive home you can get by with that. You know, but like maybe yeah. a trash bag to serve as a you know yeah. hamper or. Yeah. Or in most cases, depending on your clo- uh, on your hotel, they will have dressers, so you can just take it out of there, put it in, and then dump yeah. it back into your uh, suitcase once you're done with it. Yeah. So. Um, I think. I mean, that's the main thing. And Jinkai is a massive event. Uh, also, I mean, the main. Also, just overall, try and plan out what you're going to do. Don't like Gen Con is such a hectic time yeah. for everyone. Ross and, I, Ross and I both went cold our first. Yeah. Year. Well, I mean, that's kind of the th- like we didn't know we didn't get any advice from anybody, um, and. You kind of lose a lot if you can look at the schedule, trying to figure out what you want to do. Do you want to play in tournaments? Do you want to hang out with the RPPR group? Do you want to tr- demo new games uh, in the exhibit hall? Do you want to uh, meet game designers and listen to panels and get advice or look for work? Like, hey, I could write for your company. Hey, give me a job. You kind of need to plan that out in advance, or kind of think of it at least like put your shit on Google Calendar, the things that you want to do, or whatever calendar service. Oh, and don't forget your badge. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, luckily I was only two miles out of town before I realized I need I didn't have my badge last year. Yeah, uh, so didn't lose a lot of time, and I didn't lose a lot of time. And eventually passed you driving. Yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's, it's another eye roll, eye roll sound. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some things never change. Um, <laughs> because yeah. Don't think you're going to spontaneously do anything in Gen Con unless you totally. I mean, if you're going in some sort of professional thing, you're running any events or anything because it's just you lose time. You, you're you're going to get less done than you think you are. So. And there's just so much. I, I'd say if you're overwhelmed, just plan like one thing every four hours. I don't think it's a good idea just to go in there and drift. Yeah, but I do think it's yeah. also a bad idea to overschedule and yes. try and get everywhere once because you you don't know four if hours, it, especially if it's your first time. There's a large travel time in between places. And yeah. And, and things of that nature. So, and also, yeah. four hours doesn't se- might not seem like a long time, but even a four-hour game can kind of drain you. Yeah, oh yeah, no, exactly. yeah, it's you will be you more tired than you feel like you should be. Uh, you know, even if you are pretty physically. Keep fit. in mind, pretty much every game is going to be in a common area with multiple other games running in the same at nearby table, so everyone is going to have to speak. Uh, louder than usual, and a lot of those, a lot of these ballrooms and different uh, other areas in the hotels are along main thoroughfare. So you'll have the din of people coming in and out right. as well. So it's like I said, yeah, it, it can feel a little bit. That's like tiring when you're doing so, all that. So uh, yeah, marshal your resources, uh, keep keep uh, conserve them, and yeah, Gen Con is can be is incredibly. Uh, there's a lot of unique experience. You can have a ton of fun. It is worth going to. It's just. Uh, it's not just like, hey, I'm here, entertain me. You know, you have to put it's, some effort. It's into up it. to you. Yeah, it's so. up to you. It really is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will have two group meetings set up: one for just general chat for everybody, and then one for announcements. So if you're running, you want to run an unofficial game. You're like, hey, I'm in the comment in the open game area. 
Australia, I'm running Base Raiders or D&D or whatever. Any RPBR listeners want to meet? Uh, here, I have characters for you. And then blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, certainly. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you're running a game, fucking have free gens. Don't make people create <laughs> characters. Unless it's like Wushu or where character creation takes like... If character creation takes more than five minutes, <coughs> have free gens, you know. Uh, I can't believe I know you guys done Star Wars games and other games like that where you had to make characters yeah but ultimately and very long story short um, the, I think the main issue with that is that the the, the poor person who was running that had okay, well, that's had no idea to do anything I had little idea and she was like subbing from somebody else so yeah but uh, but otherwise though it's yeah that you don't have to, uh, but yeah, have a pre-gen on hand if you're running games, or even if you're just doing after-hour stuff. Make sure you have all the materials there to do it because it'll save so much time and grief. Right, about it, so. yes. Uh, good point. Good point. Good points on all. Um, so uh, we will take a quick break for music. Uh, probably vaporwave. Oh my god. Uh, or synthwave. I don't know. Maybe. I'll, I'll uh, take synthwave over vaporwave. <laughs> Have you listened to Vaporwave? Yes. What have, what, what have you listened to? Just something Inf- you posted. In was it Infinite Frequencies? I have no idea. Oh, you should listen to it. Was it? Okay. Uh, Take on the trip. Vaporwave. <laughs> All right. So uh, when we come back, we will have shout outs and anecdotes. We have anecdotes from Delta Green Game and uh, from Red Markets. Ooh, yes. yes. Uh, so we'll be right back. So, first off, we will do shout-outs, and there's one that I just, while during the break, I checked my email and found out I support the Patreon for Adam Jury, who is the graphic designer and one of the uh, people of Posthuman Studios, um, creative people of Posthuman Studios, and he uh, does posts about the RPG publishing industry, you know, how to, uh, and so he just made a post on executing at Gen Con and other conventions, um, and... So this is his advice on... So I'll put a link to this. This is available for everybody. Um, It has advice like start early, end late, uh, figuring out what kind of plans you should do, travel plans, uh, and that kind of thing. So it looks very useful, So and I trust him, so I'll put a link to that. Um, So that's my first little shout-out. Let's see here. Uh, Let's talk about some of your... Uh, Caleb, you had, uh, speaking of uh, games, board games in particular, since Gen Con's a big thing, uh, there is a place you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, Board Game Warehouse uh, in Nixa, Missouri. They have an online store, uh, which is also very reasonable prices. But if you go to the brick and mortar shop, which is only open on weekdays and which is just filled with two or three guys playing board games in there all day, uh, a.k.a. Dream Drop. Um, <laughs> they have a very small showroom, but they also have the warehouse, and they just let you wander around in it and grab things, and then they go price match online. So if you're not paying shipping and they're an online store, you can get board games for like 40%, 50% discounts. Uh, they I, they had Mice and Mystics, which is like an $80 game any other store I've ever been to, or at this point it's probably dropped down to like $60. Uh, they had it like the year it came out for like $40. Bucks. Like, Damn. Yeah. No, so it, I am uh, doing a lot of collecting and expanding of my board game collection by, by going there. 
uh, and their their prices online aren't bad either. Although the discount is less extreme, obviously, because you're gonna have to pay shipping. But cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, I Tom, you had a board game you wanted. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. so I uh, went to the Gulf Coast. Yeah. A few week last week, and uh, in Foley, Alabama, found a board game at a bookstore called Villainy mm-hmm. from Mayfair Games. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially kind of a uh, light-hearted game of being a supervillain, getting henchmen, carrying out evil plots, and and attempting to destroy the superhero that watches over the city. Oh, yeah, because he's a dick. Total dick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so did you play it? Is it? I managed to get through one game of it. It's yeah. one of those things like, it's the initial play run, so I'm pretty sure I only partly understand the rules. And, sure. But, but you, you want to play it again after playing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I want to play it again. Cool. And, I, like, and uh, it also like, it has some options to design your own villain. Yeah. Like you, you can actually have, it has little nameplates you can make on your own. Yeah. If you want to make up a super villain. Oh, did you did you do that? We used, just, we used, oh, okay. used ones that came with the game. What was uh, your, what was your pre-made one? Uh, it was a... Uh, was it a reptile? Yes, it's actually there's a lizard lady. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> you knew this was We coming. need a special sound oh, effect. And also, and also, and also <laughs> one, of the, one of the henchmen you can hire is called the Grizzly Bear, Ooh. which is a big bear. Its picture has it's a grizzly bear with a shirt, the T-shirt that says "Free Hugs." <laughs> well, all right. At least he likes his work. Mm-hmm. You can tell he enjoys his work. Um, so, uh, Aaron, you had a documentary or something? Uh, yes, uh, it was one that just came out to Netflix uh, uh, called An Honest Liar. Uh, it's about kind of the life and times of uh, the amazing Randy, the uh, uh, James Randy, the uh, escape artist and mentalist who went on to later fame after he stopped after he was uh, done with his escapes artistry to doing debunking of a lot of um, psychics, mystics, charlatans. Uh, the biggest one of course, was uh, going against the uh, evangelist Peter Popoff, who ran the whole, uh, that's like the faith healing thing. And Uri Geller. Yeah, and Uri Geller, a mentalist, who's, I'm now, they actually interviewed him for the, for the uh, documentary, and man, he's gotten creepy. Also, he's selling, that's creepy. uh, Oh, no, he didn't look as creepy, he's gotten really creepy, and also is selling jewelry on QVC, but besides the point, uh, it's actually just fascinating to kind of go over his life, too, and, uh, this will be a little bit of a spoiler, but people who you read online, he it's known. Um, it's kind of going the fact that how he was uh, that's like met his partner and basically kind of went through an that's like interesting time based uh, with a lie that he was presented with. So um, I won't spoil anything okay. for that because it's actually very fascinating. But overall, just an excellent documentary about a, a really good guy who has done a lot to further the cause of human knowledge so and also try to at least oh, make it and don't forget the uh, billion dollar baby tour with Alice Cooper he did in the 70s yes okay yeah the fact that if you if you wonder how Alice Cooper decapitated himself on stage the amazing Randy is responsible so alright uh, and he did show human that. knowledge expanding human knowledge <laughs> and decapitations and decapitations um so, uh, I uh, have a shout-out for a documentary, actually, called How Buildings Learn. Uh, it's a guy. Uh, it was actually made in 1997 for the BBC, but it's now been released for free on YouTube uh, by Stuart Brand, the guy who created it. And it's about architecture and how buildings are adapted for use. You know, an architect will design a building, especially in the modern period, for its aesthetic look and for branding. You know, like, oh, I am Frank Lloyd Wright. Here is my vision of what the future should be 
Uh, what? Well, wait. The the furnace and the this doesn't work and this doesn't work. <coughs> Fuck you! I'm out. Uh, is basically how modern architecture goes. So uh, he, I've watched the first two episodes. There's six total. Each one's half an hour long, uh, and they're fascinating. Just looks at how people use, um, you know, buildings. How buildings are adapted for uh, how, how are changed. Like the second episode was talking about what he calls low road architecture, which is you know vernacular, very just warehouses and common uh, homes and that kind of thing, and how no one gives a shit about how you use them so people there's a lot of innovative shit in there you know people change uh, uh, modify their uses pretty easily uh, because there's no you know standards like oh yeah it's a warehouse who gives a shit um, so a lot of the cutting edge steps come from that so it's a very cool uh, documentary and again it's all free so um, free is good yep yeah. it's all on YouTube so aesthetic <laughs> aesthetic Vaporwave. <laughs> this is just about normal architecture, okay? It's not about vaporwave. Not everything I do is about vaporwave. Uh, yet. Lo- well, yet. All right. False. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, I would like to talk... Uh, I am currently reading The Annihilation Score, the uh, seventh book in the Laundry series. Uh, I have not finished it yet, so... Um, I can't really review it yet. I'm about halfway through, and it's I, I, I enjoy it so far. But I would like to mention one book I also haven't finished, but it's a like a collection of uh, anthologies, uh, or uh, it's a it's an anthology of novellas that are Cthulhu based. It's called Cthulhu Unbound Three uh, because it's the third one, and um, the let's see here. The first one that I, I just read the first one. Um, and let's see here, uh, Unseen Empire by uh, Cody Goodfellow, and it talks about the. It takes the H.P. Lovecraft story, The Mound, and makes, which is kind of one of considered one of the weaker stories in his in the Lovecraftian canon, because it's his take on the Hollow Earth genre, uh, and. You know, it has, like, this underground empire that's very decadent and advanced and stuff like that. But Cody Goodfellow takes it and makes it fucking scary as hell. Gives them some, like, post-human technology. Like, they can... uh, And uh, it's about this um, half-breed Indian scout who is just being stalked by this mysterious preacher. uh, And the preacher keeps, like, basically brainwashing people and luring them into the underworld and the scout is trying to find him and kill him and put an end to it and so like it's a, it's like as much action as a whole movie or something like that but it's very written very concisely since it's a novella so I think it's about as good as like the Mountains of Madness or something it's a really good story it's a little too cinematic at the end I feel to be like properly Lovecraftian I mean like but I don't I don't I, it's worth going and okay. Cthulhu Unbound 3 is like you know a couple bucks so uh, that's hey, good the use of imagery is for the weak yeah exactly it's, it can't be described yeah no exactly <laughs> it's beyond words yeah. that, that was his problem <laughs> could you try yeah. like, could you try um, I'm paid by the work there was another game that you talked about uh, another game of podcasts oh podcasts uh, Lords of the Storm um this podcast recently started uh, by a buddy of mine named Kevin. Uh, if you've ever wondered where I get my gamer tag at the end of the Zord, I got it from Kevin and his group. Uh, the Zords were a clan on World of Warcraft. While I was never involved in World of Warcraft, I did get involved with them playing uh, games like Shadowrun and online gaming like that. So uh, the Zords have uh, are hardcore Blizzard fans, hardcore like day one beta of StarCraft Blizzard fans. Uh, and they are getting really into uh, Heroes of the Storm 
and Hearthstone, the uh, latest MOBAs and free-to-play stuff coming out from Blizzard. So they, uh, the podcast is a, every uh, podcast is based around a certain character, and it is a point-for-point Blizz-speak breakdown of their moves and strategy. Uh, as a gamer, I consider myself pretty well-versed in Nerdspeak, and Blizzspeak is just... Alien. Next level. <laughs> uh, detailed. Uh, but Kevin remains one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, uh, and he is a cool guy, and uh, he knows his uh, gaming. He is a national Pokemon-ranked champion, and he is... So if you want strategies and tips for that kind of stuff, Lords of the Storm is something to listen to, and I know we have a... Quite a few Blizzard players David. amongst the uh, yeah. Uh, yeah amongst the players of RPR, not <laughs> to mention the the uh, listeners. So uh, that is something that might be of interest to you. Uh, cool, cool. Uh, you know, I, I actually just watched like a twenty minute video uh, a while a couple days ago talking about a raid in World of Warcraft, a forty man raid. It was called Naxus Nax Forty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, to give you the reason why he's talking about it, this is because it was is infamous among all out of all the raids. One, you needed forty people to do it, and two, out of like at the time it was released, there were eight hundred ninety five thousand active players. Um, only a th- about a thousand <coughs> were actually ever beat that, uh, and so, and it goes into why. Like in order to, do, you had to get like three tiers worth of good like equipment. You had to get tier one, so you get the tier two, and then you had to get the tier two to get the tier two point five in various other raids, and then you had to go on quests just so you could enter the dungeon. And then if you uh, you had to beat like six bosses in a row, and if you failed on one boss, you had to fight through all the trash mobs again. You know, I mean, it's like, it sounded like it was called the Guild Breaker. Like, guilds broke up on this one because it was so draining and arduous that everyone fucking hated it. It's only like a thousand people in in the history of the game have ever beaten Nax 40. And of course all the gear is now obsolete. Yeah. Uh, Because... That's how all MMOs work. Yeah. Uh, The Zords were involved in like some literal history of MMORPG stuff. Like they were involved in the uh, group that kited the boss out of one of the raids, <laughs> brought it into an NPC town. Oh, those guys! And, yeah, where, where Blizzard had to reset the entire server because the boss kaijued and murdered all the NPCs. <laughs> and uh, they brought like everyone on the world to like go watch. The, yeah, so they they are some hardcore gamers, but they're they're cool to talk to. And I mean, if you want to get good. Yeah. Oh no, I got good, good advice. I'm so. gonna start listening to that now or have you introduced because I remember that. That was like I mean they're not talking the about though, it is very Heroes of the Storm focused. Right. Uh, yeah, it is very much for you are wanna get good at Heroes of the Storm or you already are good. But yeah. uh, <laughs> they've got like five thousand or so listeners subscribe now and they're they're making pretty good headway. Good. And, uh, I told him I would give a shout out to the RPR fans. Right, and we will so certainly do that. If you yeah. are into that. Yeah. Um I would like to mention something, uh, a TV show we've all, or most of us have watched, or actually all of us have watched at least one episode of, Spoils Before Dying, uh, a spiritual sequel to The Spoils of Babylon, which is on Netflix. Uh, the Spoils Before Dying is sort of a, a pastiche of 1950s 
detective n- movies and novels and the jazz <laughs> scene and beatniks and uh, of course it has Eric John Roche aka Will Ferrell in a fat suit as the director writer who narrates each He's episode like, I am or, so near death <laughs> exactly uh, it stars Omar from The Wire as the main character as a jazz pianist uh, who is framed for murder and he must solve his, the murder before he is put in jail uh, and it, Kristen Wiig Maya Rudolph oh yeah it's, um, it's got Tim Meadows. Pretty much everybody. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people who were also in the previous one, like Haley Joe Osmond came back. Yes. Um, uh, they had Michael Sheen uh, from... Uh, and they've got, like, spoilers of Babylon was funny, but this is hilarious. This is far yeah. Yeah. It's like, yes. one thing the 1950s, like, clipped, terse, noir speak, you know, whatever you want to call it, is just pitch perfect and, like, utterly ridiculous. Uh, the misplaced shadows during a fight scene, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, it was great. Oh god, so. the misplaced accents all over the oh, place. Oh yeah, no, too, there, there is so much. To the go awesome from. helicopter. Oh, the fucking like jazz cartoon in the middle of nowhere. Oh god, that was the greatest. It was thing. In the same it style. Was, yeah, yeah, the same style as like all of those horrible uh, cartoons. The sexy. Oh yeah, yeah. The sexy. <laughs> I don't ruin anything about it. No, but I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> the introduction, the, yeah. the, the dial. Oh my god, it was utterly. Daniel. <laughs> Darren, Darren, Darren. <laughs> so good. Uh, so good, good, good stuff. Um, so, uh, and then finally, two last things. One, uh, Frontline is a documentary <laughs> show. It's on PBS, but you can watch it free for streaming online. Uh, and I just watched the latest episode they had on El Chapo, the Mexican cartel boss. Uh, they did it actually before he w- he escaped again. Uh, this is actually the second time he's escaped. <laughs> uh, so this they did it while he, they were trying to interview him and try to get... So these two journalists went into Mexico and tried to interview him. They actually got really close to interviewing him. And they're still alive. Uh, so it's impressive. No, it was. Uh, they actually lost. visited the tomb of his son, who was murdered apparently by his own men by mistake, uh, and like yeah. So among other things, so it's a fascinating documentary about like the cartel business and how that works. Uh, and then finally, uh, Nihilist Arby's. And I think we mentioned this before, but Nihilist Arby's is a Twitter account that just fucking eat it, nar- eat it Arby's. You're gonna fucking die. <laughs> you know what should we put on our menu? Fettuccine blow. Uh, pizza? Uh, forget it. We don't give a shit about your opinion. Eat at Arby's. Arby's. <laughs> Technically, it's food. Te- yeah, it's, it's just Nihilus Arby's. Uh, so, uh, it's hilarious. Oh, totally. um, no, it's a Twitter. Sorry. Sorry. Um, although Denny's does have a Tumblr account, which is just insane. And it's actual... Oh, no, the official one. Yeah. I, I'm amazed they let Nihilus it Arby's was on Tumblr... Yeah. Uh, I would have a roast beef sandwich having sex with Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's already happened. No, they, no, they have anime eyes for each other. Um, <laughs> Senpai. <laughs> no, but yeah, with the Denny's one, I'm really surprised they're letting whoever uh, whoever they have on Tumblr go nuts on that. Well, they're getting people from around the world wanting to eat at Denny's, which is a feat. <laughs> it's 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 kind of saddening, but it's still. amazing. Uh, and you respect that. So, anyways, uh, that's it for the shoutouts. Um, we should talk about anecdotes. Um, so. Uh, first off, I feel we should talk about Delta Green because uh, we're doing so many panels. Uh, I ran a one shot of Delta Green. Uh, Aaron has his head bowed because this is about his character. Uh, scenario is uh. called uh, Cascadia. It will be posted by the actual play uh, today or tomorrow, very soon. So you'll be able to listen to this uh, very soon. Um, and I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but 
at the end of the scenario, the characters are underground. And uh, what happened is uh, Aaron's character had been possessed by a Sean, which is basically a monster that can possess people, but, you know, the player can fight them off. Um, and what... So, Aaron, do you want to take your... Ver- Let's rush him on this. What, what's your version of the story? <laughs> okay. Well, this... At least to preface this with the Sean, I am familiar with it, uh, and yeah. you may be familiar with it Your as well from yeah uh, from Countdown, so yeah, the yeah. Delta Green one involving a group called. Well, you, they're the Sean are in the Call of Cthulhu books. They are in the Call of Cthulhu books, but I was primar- uh, primarily the way that we were using in Delta Green was. Um, well, you don't need to. You, no, we're you're, all, you're, you're, you're possessed by Galancy's. You're possessed so, by the Sean in a tunnel. Regardless of the fact. You're we, fighting. We have, yeah, we have not used these before, really, in a game. No, no. So uh, it's like, and and pretty much this is the one thing that Glancy wrote on. Well, you don't like, know. Well, just focus on what happened in the okay, game. Okay, okay. Let's see. The game. Don't, You're don't, not letting Ross write it. Very well, Ross. I'm no, sorry. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, look, he wants character interaction. I will give that. Yeah. I felt this creature come into my head and say that I need to go towards the pit to complete my mission yeah. or its mission. Excuse me. Uh, I immediately felt that something was wrong. Ross made me roll sanity to make sure that I could resist it. Failed, I think, the first time. I'm not sure. You um, failed one. You've made another. Made, made another. But I decided, yeah, failed one, made another, and decided that well, I'm going to be losing all of my experience, uh, all of my uh, sanity this way. So I just want to take it out. I did metagame this, so I'm going to hit this part. So, in order, to, when I was able to succeed, I went ahead, took the flare gun that I had, and ate it. So, okay. So, yeah. This and the thing is, Bill's character was right next to him in the tunnel, but it was a very dark tunnel, so you couldn't see what was going on exactly. Um, but you I remember the first thing you say is basically, "All right." I say, "What happens?" Okay. So you eat the flare gun. Your character dies. Horribly. Oh, you know it. But then the Sean leaves your character and enters Bill's character, and you say, "What bright light's supposed to kill it?" Like, no, I know that. That's fully admitting it because, yeah. as the Sean, the Sean are at least allergic to UV light. Uh, UV they, light. Yeah. Yeah. They they do not like that. I forgot about that. I, I did kind of metagame. That's, <laughs> All right. Although previously, I would like to state that throughout the re- the, the first part clear, of the game, you forgot about that. You also forgot that flares are not miniature suns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we're not playing Eclipse Phase. Yeah. <laughs> yes. no, that'd, that'd be phosphorus. <laughs> yeah. In any case. In any case, though, uh, but I did actually pass a note to Ross early in the game saying, I'm really trying not to metagame this as I know, much possible. I know. And I did pretty well up until up that until the point. moment. <laughs> and, and then, of course, Bill immediately said, huh, tra- that's like slightly, that's like uh, uh, basically like slightly out of sync dimensional bug in my head. Sure, I'll go this way. He didn't way. know that. He just know he, he felt a new compulsion. A new compulsion. A Out new of character, character, he knew exactly what happened to his character. Yeah, but he's sitting there going like, sure, I'll go ahead and Bill do this. Bill wasn't meditating. Yeah. I should be clear, in the game's fiction, what you did is the equivalent of me waking up one day with a song on my head, <laughs> making the rational leap that it must be a brain bug from a different planet, and then trying to microwave myself to death. Like, like in, in setting material, that is the equivalent logic that your character experienced. Like, oh, no, I have no, a weird I... urge to do something. Better kill myself for the alien parasite doesn't get hey, me. I was, hey, I was a Delta Green agent that did have knowledge of the mythos. 
in uh, like in a completely worm dug cave, yeah. going down into a magma pit. Anything was possible at that point. Oh yeah. <laughs> Apparently that very specific <laughs> scenario was one of those things possible. Absolutely. And for some reason, that's what you decided upon. I don't regret that decision. <laughs> yeah. Some role play there. So, um, yeah, and that, uh, of course, other there were there was actually six players in the party, and uh, not all of them survived, aside from Aaron. Uh, but we'll we'll. You can listen to the actual play. Actually, Faust from the third, uh, third wheel slash thrilling intent podcast was our guest player for that. So uh, you'll get to hear him try out Delta Green for, or Call of Cthulhu for the first time. Uh, but we don't. Have, we still have one more. I mean, we really need. We talked. You already mentioned Red Markets earlier, so we are doing an ongoing Red Markets campaign. Uh, and we should mention a particular story because Tom has missed several sessions because he's. I was out. I was on vacation. You were on vacation, uh, but he just came back, and so he had to prove himself to the group again you know uh so just to be clear tom came back in the middle of a job which is literally the furthest you've traveled away from the enclave in the entire campaign <laughs> and tom comes back right smack dab in the fucking middle of it with no explanation as to where he's been so there's that uh then there's the secondary thing is tom's character just hits things with the hammer. Uh, critiqued of his forger sniper character, Ethos, he corrected that situation by dropping forging. <laughs> he kills things with a hammer. This is the beginning, middle, end, and epilogue of his character's inner life. Uh, so That in P90X. Yeah. He's also uh, picked the, you know... Persecuted underclass, so he's been getting <coughs> monstrous persecuted underclass. Monstrous persecuted underclass. Uh, so he was also quarantined from the other players for the remainder of the game. So struggling to think of a way to actually incorporate Tom's inexplicable arrival <laughs> into the fucking game. Uh, for the heist that the characters were pulling off, I determined that Tom should engage in some sort of uh, large gladiatorial fight because that's one thing he can do. Uh, and that would distract guards and make it easier for the other players. So, uh, first you had to try out, Tom. Try How did that go? Uh, well, they said, uh, like, it's like uh, at first I believe you put it to me, do you want to be just in the fight? Do you want to be an exhibition fight? Or do you want to be a headliner? I was using our, the tried and true RTPR philosophy of go big or go home. I opted for, opted for, no, no, let's try for the big time. Which was no guns, no armor. Unarmed. Uh, you know, you had your hammer. Oh, the hammer. But yeah, you just went out of the fence with the hammer. And, uh, they they s- empty a clip to attract zombies to come kill. And I believe I got 11 of them. Yes, you got 11 zombies. But uh, massively injured, though. I was badly injured, but I killed every last one. Well, I mean, you wasn't injured at the start of the fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happened during the fight. <laughs> uh, both your legs were filled with killing damage, and most of your torso had either bled out or been chewed upon by zombies. But I, <laughs> I, but I got through the tryout, so, much uh, to the surprise of everyone present. So again, as Tom is wont to do, I had to find a way to reintegrate him into the scenario he left in the middle of. Uh, so I had him sponsored by someone to continue participating in the fight. So they paid his medical bill uh, because he would not be seen as a fan favorite and the odds would be against him. So a bigger payout. Uh, so... 
Tom engaged in the fight and uh, against Bone Solvent. Uh, and it was another monster like me. Monster, uh, monstrously huge, blatant. And so the fight went, and he was given uh, many extra abilities during to the advantage <coughs> rules of red markets. So he was uh, tougher than your average bear. Uh, so how did you win the fight, Tom? Well, first of all, I like to say these rolls I made, the results of the, my, my hitting the person was in no way my strategy. It's just where the dice landed. Mm -hmm. But one round, my, my, like the first time I hit, I first round I missed. Well, because he used his will to... No, 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 no. I just flat out missed okay. the first time. Yeah. Second time, I hit, but he used his will point to evade that. But you would have hit his leg. I would have hit his leg. <laughs> uh, to be clear, in red markets, you roll a red dice and a black die. The red die uh, needs to be smaller than the black die in order to get a success. Uh, but your black die determines how much damage you do, and the red die determines the hit <laughs> location. So, so yeah. that first hit was the... Uh, Right leg. Yes. I hit him in the right leg, I think for like three or four, nothing big. It was like five, I think. But uh, then I, the next roll, roll I hit, I, I inflict seven damage on his left leg. Yes. But he's still up out. I'm hitting. Then finally, I think it was finally the fourth one. I rolled the same hit list in the same left leg for ten damage. <laughs> So it's you know, that's 17 damage to his right leg. The leg can only take 10. <laughs> so, uh, Sweep the in, leg, Johnny. In flavor texting yeah. this, we realized that the fight was this huge man trying to hit Tom, Tom ducking it and stomping on his foot. <laughs> this huge man continuing, then Tom continuing just to stomp on the same foot until he turned it into pace. <laughs> and so his noble gladiatorial battle was just romping on this guy. Like, I recognize his weak spot. Yeah, he needs to walk. <laughs> you know, this reminded me back in when they showed the Brack show. There literally was a video game that was called Shin Kicker. Yeah. Ross, uh, uh, Tom played that game. <laughs> no, it was it was that exact fight from uh, Brick, yeah. where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's oh, character gets punched, yeah. falls down, kicks the guy in the shin, <laughs> gets up and does it again like three or four times until he cripples the guy. I won the fight. <laughs> you did win the fight. Yeah, you won. But you know, but then other stuff. <laughs> so that's why the <laughs> locations in my game for oh, no. humorous moments just like that. Oh, it, it, it's that it's a good point. Um, one thing I'd also like to mention, just as my side, because uh, there was a Tom didn't get any money from that, even though he was supposed to for because, reasons. Uh, there are reasons connected to like you in order to get willpower, which is like Moxie in the close phase. It's very important because it lets you re-roll, and we kind of realized, boy, we really need that for these crucial tests later on. Yeah. And so it's your dissociated mechanic. Yeah. Uh, so Aaron wanted to get a point of willpower, so he indulged in his character behavior, and that got his character mugged, uh, <laughs> and he lost some equipment. But he got his willpower, which turned out to be really important. No, that. that uh, and actually, I have two willpower now, by the way. Well, so okay. that's that, that's good. I know. That's, that's what I started the campaign with. Professional uh, development, yeah. damn it. <laughs> uh, Tom, on the other hand, wanted a point of willpower, uh, and. He got that by making someone shake him, shake, uh, shake hands with him. And I just gave him the willpower. And uh, I should, the hindsight, I should be like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, because at that point, Caleb decided to do a secret roll, and we're sitting there going, "Son of a bitch!" And that came back to me because while we were trying to escape, I ended up encountering said person who was now going vector. Tried to shoot it. Meaning he was infected and going to turn into a really scary zombie. Yeah, sir. Uh, tried to shoot it, got called down by the 
Because we're doing it in the middle of like a yeah. city. Yeah, right? it is in the middle of a city. So the cops are like, why are you loading your shotgun at And I'm pointing it, I'm, and I'm cooperating, going, vector, vector, vector. Yeah, well. And in it, and also, going We all back, had some laughs. Well, also, it, uh, I feel this is important, too. We, going back to the leg theme. Yeah. I ended up. Yeah. I ended up trying to roll out of the way, which was on a third-story oh, yeah. walkway. Lots of lots of leg trauma. Missed that one and fell to the ground, breaking the same goddamn leg. No, it's the other leg. Yeah, you broke the other. Was it the other leg? Okay, they matched. You've been now. shot in the leg earlier. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so leg trauma, so, the RPG, pretty much. Give the. Yeah, I, know, I, I love it because I made the roll. It's pretty much just like, huh. Yeah, I really shouldn't. Sh- I really shouldn't touch people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <You> think? <laughs> but, but that was pretty much because I made the roll. That was my reaction. I really shouldn't touch people. That was that was, that was silly of me. I think I made, I think I got. What's because your character doesn't have any foresight or self control? I do now. Okay. Yeah. No, you have self control because I gave you money so you can get some lessons in self control. Uh, so you can make the Doctor Cats again. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, we talked about this. Your lack uh, of self control. So yeah, that that those are some things to look forward to for the eventual actual play campaign of Red Market. Uh, but yeah, uh, so maybe you guys will get to hear some more Red Markets uh, at Gen Con. Certainly, we'll be recording all the panels we're going to be on, so you'll have plenty of stuff to listen to when we get back. Oh yeah, uh, and there'll be a post Gen Con wrap up episode. So there's a lot to look forward to. Yay! Yay! Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon. Um, so this has been RPP episode one seventeen, slouching towards Gen Con. 2015. Uh, I'm Ross Payton. I'm Tom uh, Church. And, I'm Aaron. And that's Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.